You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Hey, this is Jasmine. We have a special surprise for you today. Join my mom, Heidi, and Aunt Christina for a special episode of The Real King, just for the gals. We hope you enjoy it. Oh my god, hi. <laughs> this is gonna be fun it is um we we take so many breaths in unison it's Mm -hmm. wild yeah so i was just telling you that we are strong independent women tonight yes um and we mostly kind of not at all but kind of set up the podcast equipment we have it rolling yeah Yep, still rolling. <laughs> Record was pressed <laughs> and the numbers are going up. They are going up. So tonight is going to be a very different episode mm-hmm. because it is ladies only. How do you write China? <laughs> We're fully recording. Jasmine's also here because she's a lady. How do you write China? <laughs> I don't even, what is she doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> so... Yeah, one notable big voice. Yeah. So Joe is at a very busy time right now and stuck at work. Mm -hmm. So we decided instead of skipping a week, we were going to make this episode. For the gals. For the gals. So here we are. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Well, it's funny because I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Heidi. Heidi. What are we going to talk to each other about? Yeah, girl talk. And we're like, by the way, we're both looking right down the barrel at each other. Yeah. I had to look away. It's like too intense. three feet. Not even three <laughs> feet between us. Like a yardstick couldn't fit between right. us right now. But <laughs> I was like, what are we going to talk about? But you and I can call each other in an hour goes mm-hmm. or more goes by and we don't even realize that it happened. Yeah. It is pretty funny, though, that even though Joe's not here he did call us and be like, what are you, so what are you going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. He misses it. He does. It feels unnatural with him not here, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel weird. Do you? I do. It kind of hurts my feelings. Sort of. Like, it feels like a part is missing. No, like, you're hurting my feelings oh. right now. <laughs> like, I'm not enough for you. <laughs> um, but even though he's not here tonight, we have big stuff coming up. We do. Uh, we're going to have our first ever guest Yeah, Woo-hoo. for Father's Day. So we're going to have a special Father's Day episode. Yes. We're going to have the one and only PT Cruiser, Pastor Tim. <laughs> the one and only. Yeah. The man that raised Joe. Sure did. Yep. Yeah. Cut from the same cloth. Oh my gosh. You guys have no Two idea. Two peas in a pod. Mm. Apple it's... doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a ton of these. Keep on going. <laughs> My voice is a little d- deep and smoky. Apologize for that. Yeah. Smelly cat. On the tail. Yeah. <laughs> smelly cat. On the tail end of a cold. What? Yeah. Nobody else in the whole family got one? In the, At the end of May. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Still upset about it. Yeah. Honestly. So we have a very, a long history, you and I. Oh my goodness. Longer than you and Joe. How old were you? You're littler than me. So how old? <laughs> she for sure means younger. <laughs> how old were you when we met? You came to my 13th birthday party. 
It was that our first encounter. Mm. Our parents went out for like a couple of dinner dates and I feel like one time we came back to your house after and they were having like dessert. Your mom always had desserts. Always. always. You know, can I just say mm-hmm. I sort of miss those times mm. where too. you ended the night with dessert. Yeah. And you just talked and laughed. And coffee. And they used to always end with games. Like mm-hmm. games and dessert. 10, like thousand. I feel like a lot of the times when people get together now, it's very like in and out. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. Kids got to be in bed by 730. My yeah. parents didn't give a care. Like back then when my parents had people over, it was always stop by for dessert. And then they stayed until like one o'clock in the morning. Honest to God. But it was like an hour away. It wasn't pressured. It was like they wanted natural to be there. and they were mm-hmm. laughing and we need to do that. Putting their heads back and lifting their feet up. And kids would be falling asleep. Like kids yeah. would be asleep on couches and stuff. And it's yeah. like we all lived. It's all fine. Yeah. We've really gotten away from that though. Yeah. Sad. And we lived over an hour away. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I think we met like once that like going out to dinner, our parents used to go to like the sportsman's club. Yeah, I remember that fry. place. Mm-hmm. And then. Doesn't even exist anymore. We weren't fast friends. No. We were kind of like shoved together. Yeah. It was one of those, but she has a daughter. Uh-huh. You'll really like her. I was like, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell right now. I was older than you. You were older than me, which was a point in your favor. And it's funny though, because like right now, I'm 38 or 36. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been telling people all year I was 37 though. hundred <laughs> percent. It seems not a big deal now, but when it's like 13, 15, like that's a like a big gap then. Yeah. We're talking middle school versus high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, was I friendly? No, but also <laughs> I don't even blame you. Girls I are mean. I mean, women are mostly fine. You still get some of those like mean girls. Yeah. Um, like for them to be able to make movies about it. True. Seriously. Yeah. Like women have tendencies sometimes to not be very friendly and welcoming and have an open door policy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. They gatekeep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little bit mean. I grew up with all brothers. Right. So that was really so, awkward <clears throat> for you then. I was a little bit hesitant to begin with. And like with girl friendships, I feel like I had a lot of boy right. friends, not mm-hmm. boyfriends, like friends, friends that, that were boys. boys. Do you know what's funny is there was recently there was an article. I mean, admittedly, I saw it on TikTok, but there was it was referencing an article that if you don't if you're really good friends with someone and you don't you're not physically affectionate. Yeah. That your friendship will last longer. Shut up. Isn't that hilarious? Heidi and I do not hug one another typically. We no. have hugged. Yeah. I'm not We can hug if you had if we had to. Yeah. I'm not super touchy feely. No. I am. I'm not a huge like cuddler. I just, it's just not I could cuddle anybody. And don't get me wrong, like <laughs> I'm a nice person. It's so funny because your personality screams cuddler. Yeah. My personality doesn't. <laughs> right. And, but I I I have cuddled friends. I've I I will cuddle anybody. <laughs> I just said I just Googled it and all I'm getting 
is like, what do I do if my friend won't show affection? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So we knew each other. We literally, we were the girls that at 11-11, we were like, all right, make a wish. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And then we were like, did you just wish for a boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) We were like, "Uh uh-huh. So I ended up marrying somebody that was completely opposite from me. Yeah, you did. But then the best friend ended up being completely opposite from me as well. Yeah, we've done Enneagram tests too. You're a nine, right? I think so. Like the peacekeeper. Aren't you like a three or something? I'm a three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're like exact opposites as well. I'm definitely a peacekeeper. What's yours? Achiever. Achiever. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. we... What you did something on there where we um, compliment each other or we. Yeah, that's how Enneagram kind of works. It's like if you're operating, it's like, I don't know. What do they do? They do the. They just ask disc- questions. They on... do like disc assessments. They do like the all those different questionnaires that you can do to find out your personality. They do the true colors mm-hmm. assessment, all those things. It's like that. And when you're operating in like your best version of yourself, you're more of a three. Mm hmm. You get the best attributes of a three. You did marry someone that is opposite of you. And I did the same thing. Uh-huh. And you two are so much alike. You and Carlos. Me and Carlos. Mm-hmm. And me and Joe. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So you guys met, obviously, at church. Carlos and I did not. We had a weird way that we met, I think. Not really. It's pretty common now. Well, neither of us. So we met online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know. Uh, But we didn't have dating profiles. We just came across one another in like a video chat room. Oh, weird. Right. That's why it's weird. Because out of all the people in the world. Yeah. We came across one another. So like you weren't on like a thing that was like, I'm Christina and I'm from blah, blah, blah. No. I like dogs. I like long walks on the beach. Nothing. No. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a more chaotic dating time mm-hmm. than you did. You were kind of like one and done. I was one and done. I kicked a few tires. Yeah. I feel like that again kind of goes along with our personalities though. Mm-hmm. Like if I find something that I feel like is legit. You settle right in. I do. I'm like, I'm good. You find a car <laughs> and you stop cruising a lot. Yeah. I, and I drive it for like a billion years literally a billion years like i still have an iphone 7 that is true (laughs) i am like whatever the newest iphone is and i get like a new car like every three years (laughs) all the time like literally we're so opposite it's hilarious (laughs) so we didn't have dating profiles and we came across one another we chatted for like a few hours that day exchanged emails so we were connected on msn messenger Mm, i remember that and then we would talk on there like every day we have a lot in common him and I but our personalities are opposite so like we like the same tv shows the same movies the same yeah. music a lot of similar tastes mm-hmm. which is opposite of you and Joe when I say the the only <laughs> common thing between me and Joe is Jesus I'm not it's kidding true. like I am not kidding it's true people need to understand we that. like different like all of our tastes are different a hundred percent like you will bop down the street with your windows down blaring rap music (laughs) (laughs) 
Christian rap. With Christian rap. Christian rap music <laughs> with all your kids and dogs in the car. Yeah. Having the time of Just your life. Just did it today. Yep. And <laughs> you are like, I am fine with my water and sunshine. Yeah. Joe is like, turn down the music so I can hear the car. Yeah. It's all this racket. Yeah. And if there is music playing in the car, which is rare, it has to be like worship. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Carlos and I have a ton of our tastes are aligned. Yeah. What's, it was. What's that like? See, I feel like I mean, I love Joe and God created us the way that we are. Like yeah. we're amazing together. But I do sometimes feel like what if we do find a hobby? To, like I keep telling Joe, we need to find a hobby that mm-hmm. we both like. Pickleball. Everybody's playing pickleball right now. You know, that's so funny that you say that. I have a corker that plays pickleball. It's the hot thing right now. What is it like? It's it's nice. Yeah. That's all. Okay. <laughs> I like no. that explanation. No, it's 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 easy. We're we also both love to travel and we're very good. And you both love naps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love naps. Yeah. Honestly, top three activities. Naps is on there. Like when we travel together, we're very compatible. That's what it is. We're very compatible. Mm-hmm. And you and Joe are now, but it's been a bumpy road and you Such have to work road. at it. Yeah. Carlos is very chill. Yeah. I'm the not chill one. So it's very interesting how we came together. And it's really a God thing. Because it was so unlikely that him and I would meet. It was kind of unlikely for you and Joe, too. It was like, it felt, didn't it feel like to you, like you were going through steps that were laid out for you by like societal expectations? Yes. I'm going to high school and then I'm going to start going to college and I'm going to work retail and I'm going to live at home. Yeah. And it was like checking off societal boxes and expectations laid out for you. When I get to like, when I've gotten to the place where I am now with God, first of all, the reason I don't like the checking off the societal boxes is because I technically did mine and still ended up with an alcoholic husband. True. Mm-hmm. Also, the societal boxes keep shifting mm-hmm. in order. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't and, like it. And society says you must date for five minutes, live together, maybe have a kid or two. Yeah. Then if all that checks out get married but keep your finances and everything else separate Separate. Mm-hmm. and like we're not judging but i'm yeah. just not sure where the chapter and verse is that says that that's biblical yeah you know yep the two become one like when you you know what i mean <laughs> the spice girls ruined that for me <laughs> to become one <laughs> the spice girls she says who did you want to be uh be honest who was victoria beckham sporty was she yeah. No, she was posh. Oh, posh, was spice. posh. That's who you yeah. wanted to be. Yeah, but I did have the shoes like Baby Spice. I wanted to be Baby Spice, hundred uh, percent. I I could have told you that before you ever said it. <laughs> Pigtails, tank top, blonde hair, suspenders hanging down like you don't even need them. Wild. If so I, if you live according to society, yeah. I mean, immediately. If I could have told myself stuff now I feel like I would have done things a lot differently I mean I think we all have that of course but I would have want like I don't know man I really would have focused on God more took it seriously well what's crazy is we did we did but we also didn't because a lot of it here's why we also in addition to like societal stuff and like normal expectations of young women Mm mm-hmm we also were entrenched in church culture. 
Yeah. Do you agree? Where it was church. It, when I say church culture, I grew up around with so many kids. I went to a Christian high school my freshman year. Yeah. And that I, it was like the epitome of church culture. Mm -hmm. They said the things they went to the Bible camp. They, mm -hmm. they went to youth group. They did all the things you would be shocked to know how many of those people now are atheist or agnostic. It's crazy. It's wild. And it's because they were, ne they were never taught to nurture and foster a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. But then you also have some people that lived that life and like they're amazing pastors right now. Correct. And in my brain, I'm like, how, like, what is it? What is it? Is it like, how is some, some stories like that mm -hmm. where we went through it, but then we fell off or these people that are becoming atheists now. And then some people just have the, they're hurt, the beautiful story of you know graduated high school went to bible college yeah. found their mate bridal and, college and now they're you know doing amazing i want that life i want that life for everybody well i think what happened is like we were coming off of the tail end of like we just watched um nate bargatze mm -hmm. and he talked about how the parents in the 80s and 90s, Christian parents in the 80s and 90s were like the most Christian of parents. Yeah. We were coming off at the tail end of that. And then did our watches just go off at the same time too? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Freaky. What'd you say? Almost there. Stand up. Weird. Is it like set up? Mine was like to 159 steps to go. Stop. Interesting. And I continue to say in the seated <coughs> position. Yeah. 100% <laughs> move my arm around make it think I got up sometimes it's like you did it and I'm like I took a deep breath <laughs> they didn't develop a relationship with Jesus they developed a relationship with church mm -hmm. and church people mm. and people in general are always going to fail you yeah they're fallible yeah um they come from a sinful nature we are imperfect that's why we're at church by the way is to you know, get redeemed. Yeah. Because we are imperfect. Um, but they volunteered their time. They spent time, invested time from their youth into a church rather than into a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they came out of it feeling emptier than before. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a big fat trick of the devil. So they come through it and they're, they feel empty because they haven't been sewing that time into a relationship. They've been sewing it into a church body. The youth pastors are fallible, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The people you went to church with fallible. Yeah. They dated around their youth group. Yeah. Yeah. Fell into sin with one another. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they walk away from God. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to watch mm -hmm. because I know people that I led worship with yeah. like as a teenager yeah. and they have nothing to do with God anymore. Right. And now, now there's this wave of deconstruction and it's like, you can't deconstruct the theology of Jesus because you never knew him. Mm -hmm. You've never known him. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of sensational stuff right now in media. Like there's a lot of people talking about church trauma. 
and spiritual abuse. Mm -hmm. These are buzzwords that are, do those things happen? Yeah, Mm -hmm. they do. But right now it's, they, there's this whole like trauma response thing. First of all, everybody's saying the word trauma all the time. Mm. They're like, they start crying (laughs) because you hurt their feelings and they're like, I'm having a trauma response. And you're like, no, you're just having emotions. Yeah. You can have emotions without everything being a trauma response. Like everybody calm down. Yeah. But they're, they're conflating everything. Emotions, anxiety, depression, trauma, abuse. It's all being conflated into one big thing. Mm. And rather than dealing with those hurts and bringing them to God and saying, I get this wasn't you, right? but I want to, I get that I wasn't getting to know you, but I'd like to get to know you now. Mm -hmm. They're just punting on God. Yeah. And they're doing it in the name of self-care. When I was growing up, all I sought was acceptance. Yeah. That's had, what everybody is doing. Had to be the cool kid. Mm-hmm. So I had to have like, you know, I had to be cute, had to wear the cool clothes, had to like listen to the cool music, mm-hmm. had to like fit in with the cool kids. And I did. Until she met me, I wasn't like the coolest. <laughs> like I totally, in fact, I remember this one time where I feel like um, I've never seen the Mean Girls. but You've never seen Mean Girls? No. <laughs> Oh my God, I almost said on Wednesdays we were pink earlier and that would have gone nowhere with me. Nowhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I remember a time where in high school, like the I, like we were at the cool kid table and like another girl came up and wanted to sit with us and we won't let him. And I was like- Does that break your heart now? It does now. Yeah. Now it breaks my heart. I was like, what? You're like, how can I find her on Facebook and apologize? What's wrong with me? Honestly, I don't even remember who it was. I couldn't, have even, I, I could, I couldn't even repent and like get- you can still repent, but you can, or like, that repent. is repentance. What's the word? Reconciliation. Yeah. I couldn't even reconcile that because I, I don't even remember who it is, but I was a snotty, snotty girl. Mm-hmm. And then even when, like, you know, Joe had his eye on me, it was still like, how cute can I look in front of him? But I was at church, you know? it Like, this kind of stuff bugs me now that I've gone through all this because mm-hmm. I have a 15-year-old at home. And I'm like, Lord... <laughs> Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me for how I was when I was 15 and call this gentleman to a higher calling than me. Like, just let it be real. And he's so different than I was. Yeah, he is. And so I thank God for that every single day. He's very similar to me, I'd say. Yeah. When we were teenagers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was definitely like the, like we describe our clothing sometimes, where I was like the short shorts and the... Hawaiian shirt and you were like the Chuckies with like the Goonies yeah. t-shirt. Oh, that's at the end of last week's episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. This is like a great example of you and I. Like we would be hanging out and you would be in like a flowy peasant top that yeah. showed your midriff. Yep. And you had, did you have your belly button pierced? No. But you wanted it. Of course. Um, Jean, like low rise jeans, yeah, flare, so flare, yeah, and platform shoes, yep, and like curly hair, and you know, yep. smoky eye, putting on perfume every four and a half minutes, uh huh, yes, yep. I was next to you, I had like pink hair, <laughs> I was most likely wearing a shirt that was either a graphic tee, so it was either like Goonies, the Goonies, or um 
I had a I had a t-shirt that I wore all the time that just said listen to Miles Davis. <laughs> like the jazz musician. <laughs> so dumb. And I wore skinny jeans before they were cool. Yeah. Yep. And With then your chucks. A red one and a black one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think for women, it's a very honestly I, I think there's even some of that right now. Not with me personally, but like with women in general. Trying to be cool. There's tr- very high standards Well, that you, aren't yeah. even set really by anybody. They're just like these, these hidden, right? Like how often, I mean, I do it now because I'm a mom and honestly, I just don't really even give a hoot. A hoot. A hoot. Um, but how often would most women like rock out of the house with like no makeup on and like a messy bun? Right. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the times it was like, or, or go to a dinner date like that with another woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Stop. Like when, when women get around each other, they have to like be full glam. Right. Okay. This is wild because here's the thing. I would very much sooner go to dinner with literally any guy I know and I I could go looking I could have poop on my face and I wouldn't <laughs> give a care. If there's a woman there, like somebody once said like I don't know, guy somebody said to me, "Guys don't like all that makeup." F- first of all, this makeup is not for the guys. <laughs> this makeup is for the girls. Women like you do your makeup and stuff. You don't get compliments from guys on right. makeup. First of all, what they don't even know what you're wearing. Right. They're like, nice face you got on. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, it's the women. Yep. And you can't go looking like that. Like, how many women do you see on, like, social media and they're talking about how they have to get fully ready to go to, like, yeah. the drop-off line uh-huh. to the kids? Yep. Because we're hypercritical of one another. Yes. And we compare. Yes. That's wild. It is wild. Mm -hmm. And it really needs to, like, it needs to leave the church, honestly. Like, we need to get to a point, and this is why I like that it's called The Real King, is we have to get to a point where we stop this facade that everybody's doing all the time, Mm -hmm. and we just get comfortable with each other. And the reason I love Joe so much is because he wants to see every single person succeed. A lot of times I feel like guys are dogs and women are cats. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? And here's why. Because like, I feel like at least, and I know that that's not universally true, but like Joe, for example, Joe's Joe gonna is listen a, to this and he's going to be like, oh my God, they went fully off the rails. <laughs> Joe is like a golden retriever when it comes to like watching people succeed. Like he wants to like, yeah. he wants to cheer you on and he, he wants does. to run r- next to your car. But yeah. He, he literally he like hates to say goodbye. He's yeah. like, what else can I mean? Well, I, and he's yeah. so happy to see you yeah. and talk to you and like his tail's wagging. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean that in the best way. Women are like, I'll spot you from afar. Yeah. And I'm going to slink over here. <laughs> Hope you don't see me. I'm going to slink back over. here. Oh, she saw me. I don't think she saw me see her. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And then like, you're like, oh my God, there's someone I know. Okay, I'm going to go talk to them. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of we, like, like passive we aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Clicks. And mm-hmm. one-upsmanship. Yep. Right? That's, and we make ourselves, I am guilty of this, by the way. I am, if I could have my own door to the church, 
sometimes i i'm like yeah. let me just slink in the back door mm-hmm. and do my thing yeah i'm i can be very unapproachable yeah at times yeah i've been w- actively working on that you have yeah i can see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but there are times where granted i'm always on task mm-hmm. so i have like i might walk right. in the door and i have 58 things to do yeah um and i'm i might be running late yeah or you know, yep. worried about something malfunctioning or whatever. But I've, I can be unapproachable. And do you know what it is? Is like, it's the shyness probably. Yeah. Because we've talked about this, how like, we're not great conversation starters. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, Father God help us because <laughs> when we're in the positions that we're in, <laughs> we really can't be like that. I know. <laughs> like that needs to get fixed. Joe tells me all the time. Like, women need to engage women at church. And well, women, they don't know. I Okay, let's talk about this. Yes. What do you say? Hi. Oh, my God. They're going to, like, roll their eyes at you. That's immediately. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's my initial thought. Yeah. Yep. Like, what? Are, hi? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Then what? What brings you into here? <laughs> what, br- what brings you into here? <laughs> I just did that thing where, like, I try to be so cool. That is probably how I would go up to a woman. Oh, you would do I'd be like, so what brings you into here? (laughs) They'd be like, oh, my God, you're so stupid. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It is funny because as a woman, I could, you know, go up to a woman I don't know at church and be like, you know, what brings you into here? And make a complete <laughs> fool of myself. But then oh. when church starts to operate, I'm a completely different person. I know. We need to tap. Women need to tap into the Holy Spirit when we are encountering other women. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. And just have love and want to see them succeed and help them. And all of this stuff. And I, there are women that are like this. And I'm excited for that. But there needs to be more of us. Because a lot of the times, they tend to lean on the other side. Like, have you ever gone to a dinner? Yes. Ugh. Where you're, like, you're not. Oh, I know what you're going to say and I haven't. But yeah, (laughs) go ahead. Where, so sometimes when you go to dinners Mm -hmm. as couples, it might just be like the two men that know each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like that is a nightmare because what happens mm-hmm. is the two women come together and if they don't click and again, why do we have to like, it's, it really does make a difference when you click with another woman. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're on it. Right. And then sometimes there's so many walls with the other woman. Yes. That you just like you just have balloons like, just falling 24 seven. Yeah. I, I, I'm hesitant. I probably don't even want to tell this story, honestly, because I never know who's listening. Here's what I'll tell you. In 11 years of marriage, I've never had that happen. Really? Carl- Carlos has never made me go to dinner. With a, an, a guy that he knows and yeah. like her, his wife. Mm-hmm. Thank Jesus. <laughs> but I have gone with like you and Joe and mm-hmm. like other people are there. Yeah. And 
it's quite uncomfortable yeah. when you're coming into something cold. Yeah. And then like, it it's not like I was third wheeling it, but it is hard to like break down those walls with people. Yeah. Sometimes it works out well. Yeah. But I would probably say like more often than not. And again, I'm learning this, right? Because again, this is the difference with operating in the lens of Jesus. Yeah. Versus just I'm a woman. Hear me roar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a woman with my husband and I have to make small talk with this other woman. Mm-hmm. When you come into it with a different playing field yeah. of I'm not only a woman, but I am a minister of the gospel. That's right. And I have something to say to her mm-hmm. because God loves her and sees how beautiful that she is. And I'm going to ask her questions about her life and about her children and about her job and all this kind of stuff. And when she starts to open up to me, I'm going to be like, man, God really put you in that place or God's really going to take you through that. Mm-hmm. And you start to interact with these women the way that Jesus would instead of the way that a caddy woman would. Right. It's a completely different area. Because when you are looking through the lens or the the eyes of Jesus, right? Yeah. You know that the walls that are up mean something. Mm-hmm. That means that they're shy or they were hurt or there's some other thing going on. Yeah. That actually has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes it's flat out spiritual that yeah. there is something dogging that person that does not like you. Yeah. Because your involvement in that person's life means breakthrough. Yeah. And they're like, I need to hinder this mm-hmm. and turn this person off to this other person because I don't want that to happen. Right. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying they're possessed, but they're being dogged by something mm-hmm. that is continuing to keep them isolated. Yeah. I've even had like me and Joe, like not recently, but, you know, 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. we would get in knockdown drag out fights over us doing dinner because Joe felt that I wasn't bringing like my A game. Like, why did you not connect with her? And I was like, I tried. And mm-hmm. he's like, nope. I was like, you don't get it. Like, <laughs> I tried mm-hmm. and she ain't wa- she doesn't want nothing to do with me. Right. Like, I'll, I'll ask something and it'll be a one word answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, there will be like eye roll, like physical eye rolls at dinners. Or I'll try to talk about something and it will just completely, sometimes they acted like they didn't even hear me. I have stories, man. Like I have stories. And the whole time, Joe is just in his zone, right? Having the time of his life. And I'm over here like, like help me. Mm -hmm. And then we'll leave. And we've had a lot of people that we didn't do dinners with again. And a lot of the times he'd be like, What'd you do? Like, it was you. And I'd be like, um, I'm pretty sure it was the other woman. <laughs> like, it's not right. me. And he's like, well, I really want to, you know, again, this was like 15 years ago. So we were like, not where we are today. It's a completely different story now. But you would try to get friends as couples. Mm-hmm. And if one of the partners flopped, right, mm-hmm. the connections between one of the partners wouldn't happen again, you would have tendencies to turn on each other. Be like, well, maybe if you weren't so shy. Do you know what's funny? We, I'm like the friend banker, which sounds wild because that just gives you a glimpse at how introverted Carlos actually is. (laughs) 
that I'm the friend maker. And we've <clears throat> we've had like dinner and stuff with people and I thought it was going like that. Like this is like pulling teeth. I'm getting like yes. maybe I'm not even getting eye contact from this person. Yes. But it was be it was a friendship that I had fostered, mm-hmm. you know. Um like through work. Yeah. Okay. And then we go like, okay, smell you later. Yeah. And then the next day they'd be like, Oh my God, my wife loved you. She thinks you're hilarious. She can't wait to get together again. And I'm like, were you on the same planet? That's awesome. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I don't ever want to do that again. So I think that a lot of what we deal with now, especially in the information age, Mm -hmm. with constant connection to social media. Oh, yeah. Is constant comparison. Constant comparison. Right. And I think a lot of the, the ice between women. Yeah forever it's been like even before the internet because we're the unique generation that have has had life without internet yeah um and now we have it even before then we would compare ourselves with other people yeah and we would be like standoffish because we're like well i don't compare yeah right i'm not as pretty i'm not as cool i'm not whatever yep and i think that now we have the same thing like Social media gives you this curated glimpse into somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Like if you follow like Holly Furtick, mm-hmm. right? You're going to see like, oh, she has a beautiful house. Or like Jen Johnson mm-hmm. from Bethel. They have a beautiful house. Yeah. Their kids are like perfectly styled. Like they're beautiful. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Their hair is beautiful. They have, it It feels like from the outside looking in. Yeah. Like they have it all. Yeah. And then if you're in the muck with your husband and your kids and your job and like your kitchen sink is leaking and your dog needs a hip surgery and your kid is failing math class and your husband (laughs) hasn't told you you're pretty in six months. And then you see on social media that these people are like, just had the best afternoon with the love of my life and they're posting a selfie with their spouse you're like ma'am if you were within arm's reach i would deck you in the face (laughs) right now i would and it but it doesn't come out like that necessarily Mm -hmm. what it ends up being is like you start to resent yeah right and it cause it it takes it plants a seed of resentment in your life towards your kids towards your house towards your husband it takes root yes um i was listening to someone one day I think it was Brene Brown who does a lot of research on relationships and stuff. She's secular though. And it's not based in the Bible. It's truly based on like sociological and psychological research. Okay. But she said that resentment is actually rooted in envy, not anger. Mm. And so that's where it stems from. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I fully agree. So it's not like people get like angry and then eventually start to resent. Yes, you're angry and you start to resent things. You you can resent yourself. You can resent your own life. And it's because you are you're you're letting envy take root and you're comparing a part of your life to somebody else's. Absolutely. That'll even come out in conversations when a woman is upset. Like you don't see so-and-so as kids doing this Mm -hmm. or you don't see so-and-so acting like that. You know, why am I the only one out of all these people that can't seem to, you know, get a, build a house. Yeah. Everybody else built a house. Why can't I build a house? Yeah. Like all these things. Yeah. 
Proverbs 31, verse 10 is yeah. where we're, still, we're starting. An excellent wife who can find. That seems backwards. Like, who can find an excellent wife? So mine says, who can find a virtuous wife? There you go. She is far more precious than jewels. Yes. The heart of her husband trusts in her. Yes. And he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of a merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions her for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. I wish, girl. <laughs> I want to buy a field. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Mm -hmm. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff. What is a distaff? And her hands hold the spindle. I want to look up distaff. I have a feeling it has to do with textiles. A staff for holding the flax, toe, or wool and spinning. <gasps> I was right. Mm -hmm. Okay. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Come on. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and mm -hmm. beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Come on. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Here's the thing. I think as women, we need to pray this over ourselves. And over other women. Absolutely. Like next time you're at a dinner date and you're having trouble connected with a woman, be like, hey, I'm going to read Proverbs 31 over you real quick. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> Charm is deceitful. Yep. Beauty is passing. We should have a woman's event where you have to come as you are. Oh, man. I would love every minute of this where women have to come as they are. No makeup, no hair done, normal clothes. Come as you are and just lay it all out. I want you. I want to be there when you pitch this idea to Pastor Lynette. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? Can you? I feel like I feel that if women would come to an uh, like a woman's conference where mm -hmm. they come as you are. And just lay it all out on the line. I feel like that would reach possible depths of washing of feet. Such an openness. Such a, I don't have all this figured out. Women cannot be set to these perfectionist standards. That a lot of, again, we're not necessarily like having people set them for us. It's like an internal thing. That you have to be more perfect than the other one. And it's this messed up way of thinking 
it's ungodly to be honest with you. I love it when I can, and I, you know, and that's probably even why like people have certain best friends. Like if you have a very close friend that is a woman mm-hmm. and it's been like a lifelong relationship. Yeah. You've seen each other with no makeup on. Oh my God. You should see us right now. Seriously. You've seen each other in the down and outs. Like you've seen the dirty parts. You've been there. You've been in the trenches. You're not hiding stuff. You're just having conversations. Mm -hmm. You're getting freedom. You laugh. You cry. This is how women should be operating. Here's the thing. Every, Every single one of us needs that person in life other than your husband other than God, right? Mm-hmm. That you can be real with. Yeah. And they're not going to judge you. Yeah. Okay. So in a lot of ways, I've tried to be that person for a lot of people in my life because like there's a friend that I work with. She can attest to this. You and I, if you call me up and you're like, listen, I, I don't want to get into the details, but my fridge is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And everybody's fridge gets disgusting. Yep. And if your fridge doesn't get disgusting, first of all, good for you. You are blessed. Yeah. You also may have OCD. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Like, I literally went to therapy and she was like, you need to understand. This is like, I went to a Christian therapist. Yeah. Like a mental health therapist. Yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic. Because I went from traveling two weeks a month mm-hmm. to being at home 100% of the time. Yeah. And I was going to lose it. Yeah. And so I sought a Christian therapist Mm -hmm. and sat down with her. And she said, if you think that other people have perfect houses, right, that's, that's bananas. They do not. Okay. But like you can glean from other women and you can share ideas and problem solve and workshop things. You and I do this all the time. Yeah. I do not judge you. Right. I'm not ever gonna. Yeah. And I need that exact same thing. Even women though. Like if we would do like a surprise visit or something, there's this natural thing that comes out of you that's like, oh, I didn't get a chance to clean today. Don't judge me. Why is that even a thing? There's like literally a meme about that where in their house could be like tidy, like cleaner than mine. And they're like, it's a mess in here. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Such a standard that's set and that doesn't need to be there. But here's the thing. The other piece is like with you way more than me I, granted i probably am a bit dismissive on any relationship issues that carlos and i have had because sometimes it's like yeah i mean we've argued about stuff but it's not like you know mm-hmm. he was an alcoholic for the first part of our marriage <laughs> do you get what i'm saying yeah i get it and so like our testimony is different yeah substantial yeah but different yeah and so it's not like we haven't had issues, but if like, if someone is going through issues and there are people that are listening right now, they're going through issues with their spouse. Like you're, I could call you any day of the week and be like, (laughs) God bless Jasmine. She just sneezed. And I could be like, Carlos just made me so mad. Yeah. Or really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I can like pour my heart out to you and you will literally like, whether I want it or not, pray over me. Yeah. And then it dies right there. Yes. You don't carry it forward. Yeah. You don't then turn to somebody else and be like, get a load of this. Yeah. And we, everybody needs to be that person that they need. Mm -hmm. I heard someone say recently that the person you are as an adult or as an parent, as a parent is the person that you felt you needed as a child. Hmm. 
So as a friend, you need to be the friend to other people that you're looking out for and that you desire, right? Because it's this whole like sowing a seed thing too. Where even if you're not necessarily seeing the return right away, you could be a lifeline to somebody in like the worst times of their life. Yeah, absolutely. And God placed you there. Yeah. And in the meantime, you're like, well, I don't know. She has a really nice house, so she probably doesn't need anything from me. Yes. And at the same time, the woman is like hurting, hurting. She's going through postpartum or her husband's having an affair or whatever. And she like desperately and you're just caught up in like the fact that she's wearing the, uh, you know, $300 pair of shoes. Yep. Because there's a lot of women out there who their husbands will throw money at them, but they're they have a wondering eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're dealing with. All sorts of things. Yeah. So the look of having it all together is very deceiving. Yep. It's an overcompensation a lot of the time because yeah. if you start to scratch the surface, you'll realize that those, those people are really going through it. Most people are. Honestly. On some level, they're really going through it. Yeah. Proverbs eleven sixteen. Yeah. A kind hearted woman gains honor. Come on. But ruthless men gain only wealth. Mm. So when you're kind to one another, you gain honor. And valuing them. So again, ever since like I've been like trying to actively see things the way that Jesus sees things and not get caught. I mean, I, I still get caught up in the whole comparison. Like, let's be honest. Like, you know, that still is do. a thing that you yep. still got to fight um, and get your way out of it. But I don't let that overtake me. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that never can consume me anymore. And so every time I'm around another woman... I try my hardest to just be real with them and engage. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.